Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the final college football hit we're going to do throughout this year because we have reached the championship game. And it's a game that I've had circled on my calendar for two weeks. I think the matchup is as good as it gets between... The defending undefeated national champion, Clemson Tigers, going in the Superdome, taking on the undefeated LSU Tigers with Coach O, with Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow. So a fun game to talk about, a fun game to dive into. We welcome in our handicapper extraordinaire, the professor, the great Johnny Massey. He's been with us every step of the way. He joins us. Here on this championship Monday, what's happening, Professor? I'm doing well up here in the uh, north country of New York, uh, enjoying the uh, bombiness that dropped about 30 degrees between New York City and Binghamton uh, in about three hours. Well, Professor, it's been a wacky day. Considering I'm up at 8.30 in the morning, I play golf, I watch two NFL playoff games, and now I'm back here talking to you. So, yeah, I think we're both kind of thrown off our axes, if you will. But here we are. It's College Football Monday. It's this great national championship game. And gut feel, were you expecting to see this game? When did it, like, hit you that we were going to get this game? Was it when Ohio State got stunned? Was it some point during the regular season? When did it dawn on John Massey that we'd be looking at an LSU-Clemson matchup? Oh, I mean, I would say... It was without a doubt that LSU would be in the playoff uh, after they beat Alabama. I mean, that pretty much locked it up for them. Um, Clemson, you knew they were always going to have to win, uh, but they were just so much better than their opponents in the ACC, and they just throttled teams after uh, the scare against North Carolina and stopping the two-point conversion. But I didn't know we were going to get LSU and Clemson, really, until uh, Turner intercepts the field throw in the end zone of the national semifinal, because watching that semifinal, Ohio State was the better team, probably deserved to win. Clemson uh, offensively did not get much from their wide receivers. Higgins was hurt early, came back was not effective and Ross. So, I mean, weren't sure LSU was uh, very comfortable, especially once they drew the one seat. But uh, we weren't sure about Clemson until there were zeros on the clock against Ohio State. Johnny, do you think that there has been a little bit of an overreaction to this line because of what LSU was able to do to Oklahoma? I mean, we said it all year. The three best teams in college football in some order were LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State. LSU gets Oklahoma, they win going away. You get the Rock'em Sock'em game in the second matchup. I figured this line would have been around three and a half. Maybe it's at four because the game is in a Superdome. How surprised are you that it's been skyrocketing the way that it has? 
Well, I'm going to flip this around on you and ask you another question. Sure. If we were talking about LSU and Clemson as a national semifinal, as we thought we were going to get uh, until LSU really stuck it to Georgia in the SEC title game, it was thought that Ohio State was going to be the one, LSU the two, and Clemson the three. So if we're talking a national semifinal in Atlanta, and we're talking about that last Saturday of December, weren't we talking about probably Clemson as a one- or two-point favorite in that spot? You could have made that argument. Or if you want to tell me because LSU was more dominant throughout the year, maybe they're favored by a point, point and a half. The point being is, John, there's no way in the world this line, if you had that in the semifinal in Atlanta as opposed to the Superdome, is a five and a half for a six-point spread. Uh, and I think it's an overreaction to I, probably more of what LSU did to Oklahoma, the fourth team that was clearly a step below and was just there because we needed a fourth team for this tournament. LSU might as well have had by next to their name where Ohio State was taking it to Clemson and really knocking them around. And people think Clemson was not the better team in Glendale on that Saturday night. But Clemson is here with their B-minus game, and that scares you when a team could have gotten knocked out, didn't get knocked out, and now advances. Do you expect Clemson to throw up another clunker like they did against Ohio State in that semifinal? Okay, Johnny. Clemson, compared to teams they've had in the past that have won, we're going to obviously look at their defensive line and see guys that are playing in the NFL and realize they're not nearly as formidable as far as that goes. But where has Clemson, if in any area, improved from the team we saw last year dominating and winning a national championship? You see an area of improvement with this Clemson team? Their offensive line is much better. Their offensive line has gone from what was relatively ordinary unit to one of the best units in college football. Uh, And their back seven, led by Isaiah Simmons, is still one of the best pass defenses in all of college football, despite it not being actually one of the more four and five star recruit areas on their roster. So it speaks to what Venables has done to kind of shift the priority and shift the strength of the Clemson defense. Uh, But they will certainly be tested against this LSU offense, especially when spread out and put five wide because LSU is going to look to take advantage of Clemson in space like Ohio State did uh, two weeks ago. We have the professor, Johnny Massey. He's breaking down all the ins and outs of this championship game, a classic, I think it's brewing, between LSU and Clemson. And, John, how important do you think it is from a Clemson standpoint that this game is being played tonight as opposed to last Monday with the way that Ohio State game played out with a couple of injuries at wide receiver? You thinking it's an advantage here for Clemson having the extra week of preparation? I think they needed the extra week. The coaches will like it for preparation, but I think they needed it for health. They got beat up. We still don't know if Niall Pinkney, who was one of the better defensive linemen for this reshuffled, revitalized, revitalized, rearranged Clemson defensive front, he's going to play. He's injured. That would be a significant loss. If he does play, he'll probably be on a pitch count. So that is something to look into coming into Monday night's game. Uh, But Clemson need to get healthy. Higgins looks like he'll be a full go after playing on that horrible ice rink sod that was down in Glendale, which I think 
might be getting overshadowed for one of the reasons why Clemson's offense looked a bit out of sync because of the way everybody was sliding on that field. Uh, it was really disgraceful for a national semifinal. Um, so, but the pink knee injury on the defensive front is something to look for for Clemson, especially when they'll probably go with only three down linemen against LSU in the spot on Monday night. The quarterbacks are going to take center stage in this game. You're going to have the number one pick in the 2020 draft, Joe Burrow, who's had this dream season, John. He wins the Heisman Trophy, transfers from Ohio State. Now he's one win away from taking LSU to the top of the mountain. And on the other side of the field is a guy that I think is going to be in that Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck type category come this time next year where he is hands down the undisputed number one pick in sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. So listen, you're going to be okay with either one of these quarterbacks. I would argue for this game, if you're asking me to pick one, I still would take Trevor Lawrence. I know Burroughs had the better year. I know he's had the magic, the juju, all that good stuff. But talent sells, baby. And I see Lawrence going 90 yards, game on the line uh, against Ohio State a couple weeks ago. And that's like the lasting image in my head. So I'm going to ask you, John, the advantage in quarterback and both are great. It's like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson in this game on Sunday. Who are you giving the edge to in this matchup? Well, if we're looking at like prop wagers for this, the numbers are set such that they believe Joe Burrow's over under and passing yards is set to about 364, 365, whereas Trevor Lawrence's is set to about 294, 295. So if you were looking at what Vegas is telling you, and telling you that Burrow is going to have the bigger day, but I also think that they are going to be spreading Clemson out schematically, looking to attack the space and get Jefferson and Chase and Marshall into open space like Ohio State did and get off and running for Joe Burrow. I think schematically in the way Joe Brady has worked with a slinger in uh, opening up this pass game for LSU, I really look for Burrow to have the bigger game. But you turn that around, Trevor Lawrence got no help from any of his wide receivers last week. It was the Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne show. Uh, if Clemson gets any help offensively, I believe they're going to be able to keep pace against this LSU defense, which gave up big points and big passing yards to the likes of Alabama, to the likes of Texas, to the likes of Ole Miss. So I think uh, Clemson will be able to go toe-for-toe with LSU in this game. The question is who will be able to get the stops? Will the LSU corners be able to, in the form of Stingley and Fulton, will they be able to body up the Clemson wide receivers like Ohio State did? Okay, Professor, coaching. I love Coach O. He's been kind of my spirit animal in so many different ways. But then on the other side of the field, you got Dabo Sweeney and you got Venable, and we know how good they are in big games. Do you think there is a massive coaching mismatch in this game? You know, we thought this with regards to Coach O and the questions of how is he going to match up in games like this. But Coach O will be playing his seventh top 10 team of the season. And under Coach O in his time at LSU, he is 11-3 and three straight up against top 10 opponents. So, I mean, I think I'd be making a mistake if I 
look past the motivation factor and how Coach O has constantly had the LSU Tigers ready to play with him as the head coach. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, Brett Venables, they've been here. They've done this. They beat what was being called the team of the century last year with Tua and the Tide. And really in a game that wasn't close, Clemson was on them early and often. I'd be interested to see here. You have to expect Clemson will come out better in the first half than they did in the semifinal against Ohio State. And a little nugget that goes with this, looking at the second half at the adjustments. In their last three college football playoff games for Clemson, they have had more sacks as a defense in the second half, nine, than they have given up points, seven, in those three games combined. So you are looking at the adjustments that are going to be made out of the halftime locker room where Venables and Sweeney have shown the propensity to locking down offenses and stemming the tide. Juicy, so juicy stuff. That. That's juicy, juicy stuff. Okay, Professor. Clemson perspective. Keep it simple. They're going to win this game tonight. What needs to happen? Let me see what LSU looks like if Clemson takes a 10-point lead. You know, looking at the pros, you looked at the Baltimore Ravens. They were front runners all year. Now, people won't be asking these questions about LSU. Can they do it? Can they come back? Because they're not necessarily a rushing offense and they're passing offense. It's like, I have 10 points. What's 10 points? But let's see how they look if Clemson gets out in front. Get an early lead. Get on the front foot and put LSU in the chasing position where they really haven't been all year. That big game against Alabama and Tuscaloosa, they jumped on Alabama early. Alabama was making a push at them in the second half, but LSU was really in control of the scoreboard the entire game. What happens if LSU is on the back foot and chasing from behind against a team that has done this before and won Gate to Wire last year in Santa Clara? against Alabama. They can't make mistakes. They got to make the big plays. Ben, don't break against this LSU offense. Make sure you tackle and force LSU to execute like they've done all year. But you got to force them to do it. You can't give the big plays to the LSU Tigers. They are too good, too talented, too fast to give the extra opportunities. Before we get your pick on this game, how concerned would you be about the crowd factor? We know it's going to be a partisan LSU crowd. That is going to be a very rowdy Monday night crowd coming off of Bourbon Street. Do you think that the crowd noise and that element could play a big factor here in this ballgame? Wasn't a factor in 2012 when LSU didn't get the ball past midfield against Alabama in that national title game that was in the Superdome. This is another advantage if you get out early, if you're Clemson, that you can kind of put the LSU faithful on their hands and get them a little bit nervous and really in a position where they haven't been this year. So I think that makes it all the more important for Clemson to come out early. Though I have to admit that I have do, do have one gigantic worry for Clemson, and that's their kicking game which they are not sound in the kicking game. Uh, They haven't been all year. They are about a 62% field goal percentage team. So if it's a close game, I do worry about Clemson uh, on that side of the football in that area. Professor, for the final time this year, we're putting you on record. So not only are you going to give us the spread pick, you're going to give us a winner. And if you have a feel on the over-under, you might as well throw that in there too. So what do you got for us, good sir? 
I like the first half over. The number's at 34 right now. I think both of these teams are going to come out, and depending on how that first half goes, I would look for the second half, and knowing what I do know about the Clemson tendencies and the adjustments that they've made in the second half, I'd look for the second half to go under. Uh, where that will be, I saw when I was looking tonight that the over-under was down to 68. It had been at 69.5 and, and 70 and 70.5. And so the number's been gumped been coming back towards the under in this title game. But I think there's going to be points because whenever you have good offenses against good defenses, the offenses always seem to be on the front foot, throw in a fast track indoors at the Superdome, not putting down this bad sod. I expect some fireworks, especially early in this game. And I've been on the Clemson bandwagon all year, throw in on top of this that I think the spread has overreacted. It has the enthusiasm towards LSU has tempered a little bit in the market. I think the Sharks have started to jump in as the spread has come down to five. Uh, I was on Clemson earlier at five and a half, but I like Clemson in this spot. I think the game is going to be close. And what some Sharps had said with the numbers with regards to Oklahoma, once it got to 14, just number wise, they had to take 14. There's part of that in me, but I also think I think Clemson's going to win the game. So I'm taking Clemson. There you have it. The professor all over the Clemson Tigers. I knew we had a whole lot in common. Professor, great stuff, my oh, friend. Great. Good to know that we're doomed. Listen, hey, it was a three. Come on now. I want positive <laughs> vibes. We both had the Packers. We both had Kansas City. I ended up having a three-and-one divisional round week. Let's keep that positive juju in the air, Johnny Boy. Come well, on. I well, don't want that well, negativity. Well, we did both. Have, we did have both the semifinals when we had Clemson and we had uh, LSU. So we did have that also. Yes. So let's keep. It I going didn't even bring that up. So I'm glad that you did. Yes, we did have Clemson. We did have LSU. So let's make it a perfect three for three. You enjoy the game. You enjoy your upstate excursion. And before you know it, Professor, we'll be filling out brackets, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Got to catch up. Oh, baby! All right, there you have it, Professor Johnny Massey, all over Clemson. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.